All right, we are back. Uh, standing by to join us is Brian Robinson. Good morning. I'm here. You are here. Great. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is great. <laughs> sometimes I'm think, glad you are, too. Yes, sometimes I think I'm here and I'm not. <laughs> I know. I know exactly what Monday you mean. Monday morning. Oh, my gosh. So I was very intrigued by your book because I really enjoy writing, but sometimes I get blocked or I think something's lousy. And it's really also about rejection, how to deal with, you know, my show is called Get the Funk Out, how to deal with yeah. those funks and, you know, get through it and keep going. That's right. That's what the book's about, how to overcome obstacles. You know, any kind of obstacle, but it's geared for writers because there's so many. You know, somebody's telling us no every step of the way. Right. I mean, you, <laughs> you can you write something and you think it's wonderful, and then mm. you might get 20 rejections, and then the 21st person's like, I love this. I know. That's exactly <laughs> what happens. Uh, beginning writers don't know that, though, and they think... It's like heaven is speaking if they get one rejection, and they a lot of them want to throw in the towel. It's one of the things I try to actually educate them on is that rejection's part of the package. You're going to get rejection, but it's not the final answer. Yeah, no one ever tells you that. Someone described um, when you, you're waiting to get a publishing deal, you've got your proposal out, and it's being pitched to different editors. They describe that moment, that waiting period is purgatory. Yes. <laughs> Like, it still is. Yeah. It doesn't change. And I've written for t 30 years, and it's still, it's this, I've got a novel right now I'm waiting to hear about. Wow. When you invest that kind of emotional, psychological energy, uh, it's, it's like a baby, you know? Yes. So like your child. So tell me about your book, how you came up with these 365 meditations and inspirations. Were these things you were doing to stay positive? Actually, uh, I ran up against a wall myself, and so the book came out of my own pain and frustration and self-doubt, which I've discovered all writers that I know, all successful writers have. Um, and I tried to find something to help me get through it, and I realized there are tons of books on craft, but there's nothing uh, or very little on um, support. You know, the mindset we bring. It's like we don't see the water we're swimming in when we're writing. We get so involved. And this book helps writers sit back and look at the water they're swimming in and realize just because I have a negative thought doesn't mean that it's true. In fact, most of the time it isn't true. Right. Um, you know, that, that critic and the self-doubt. and There are a bunch of, we call them parts in therapy, that uh, gang up against us. And so it's tough not just on the outside, but on the inside. This book is about shifting on the inside how you're thinking and looking at your writing experience. Yeah, I've learned to look at uh, rejection as sometimes um, they, they do you a favor. <laughs> like something, yeah. something better is around the corner and don't yeah. take it personally. We call that a growth mindset when you can look at you know, a defeat, or it, it's not really defeat, we call it defeat, it's not over until we stop, but uh, a rejection or a defeat just is, uh, it's like uh, Babe Ruth said, every time I strike out, uh, it brings me closer to my next home run. Oh, I love that. Isn't that great? Yeah, it says it all, it that, that little quote, but that's what you really have to have to be a successful writer uh, in this day and time, because it's such a tough business. Even if you just don't want to be in the business, but you want to just write for the fun of it. That's really the reason I write. I have to remember that every once in a while, but uh, 
you know. Uh, it's not always about publishing. Sometimes it's just for the joy or for the therapeutic value. So let's talk about the book. What are some examples of ways writers can stay resilient? Well, one of the ways is what we've been talking about. It's uh, knowing uh, that when you get a rejection or when you feel defeated, that it's not the end and that it's part of the deal. Every successful writer, every A-list writer has been rejected many times. Um, Steve Barry, the, the uh, New York Times best-selling author, said yeah. it took him 12 years and 85 rejections before he got his first book published. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. That, and J.K. Rowling um, mm-hmm. talked about hundreds of rejections. And look where she is now. Um, with the Harry Potter series. Um, Stephen King, I love what he said about his rejections. He had a nail, and he would put all of his rejection slips on the nail, and finally it got so big that the number of rejections, he had to take the nail down and put up a spike. (laughs) I love that. How appropriate. (laughs) Yeah. So there's something about, you know, when we do get rejection, we reject rejection. In other words, uh, let's see, Janet Ivanovich filled a shoebox full of rejections before she hit it big, and once the box was full, she went in front of her house and set it on fire. That is an empowering statement, but the spike that Stephen King used is too. Some people talk about um, wallpapering their oh, yes. uh, a wall. or right. um, So it's, it's what we do with it. It's not how the writing world is treating us. It's what we do with it. It's how we're treating the writing world, and that's what we forget. I know, because you you create something, it's very close to home, and you, you it, it means so much to you, and then somebody slams it. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And just because they slam it, it doesn't mean that it's, it's only a subjective point of view, and it's only one point of view. As you said, you can get five rejections one week, and the next week get two or three acceptances. I've, I've had that happen so many times. And the book that was rejected turns out to be one of the best books I've ever written, and that's a very common story. The key is to not get uh, disappointed and discouraged. Right. Disappointment will happen, but uh, we have to hold on to our ourselves and not uh, let someone and not let someone else uh, underestimate us and us agree with it. Wow, I mean, great advice because you know it's such a rocky road to becoming a writer. Um, so how do you develop this, this mindset, this healthy mindset? Well, you, you, um, first of all, let, let me just mention one thing that uh, I want everybody to know. It's, it's something scientists call a negativity bias. And this is a scientific fact that we tend to uh, overestimate uh, the threat. And the threat could be having a... a a writing turned down or a bad review or nobody's showing up at the bookstore if we have a book. The problem is that we do that for survival. So the key is to overestimate your ability to handle the threat and underestimate the threat. Most things we're worried about never really happen. That's a scientific fact. So knowing that, flip it around and overestimate your ability to handle a threat and underestimate the threat. Don't let it get bigger than it needs to be. And and it's really about seeing the water you're swimming in, listening on the inside when you're putting yourself down. It's not even you. It's just a part of you. Or if the critic is there, 
um, the critic is not who we are. It's a part of us that gets a lot of space. So you just watch, uh, pay attention to what parts come up and what what they're saying. That's not not us. So if we if we detach from it or unblend with it. It's what we call it. Unblending is when you separate from the part and just watch it. Don't try to get rid of it. Just be curious and watch the critic. I do this all the time, and my critic pops up, and and it never goes away. It's always going to be there, but it doesn't have as much power over me anymore because I know it doesn't tell me the truth. So I just let it babble on, and I say, yeah, I know you think that. That's okay. It's fine for you to be here. Uh, you can just keep talking. I have something else I need to do. And what that does over time is it widens your resilience zone. That's what scientists call the when we do something in the heat of the moment that's different, it widens our resilience zone. And it's kind of like, you know, if you're doing working out with weights, the more you work out with weights, the stronger you're going to get. Well, the more you use these resilient techniques, the more resilient you get. And the self-doubt or the rejection just goes off your neck like a, a, off a duck's back, a water off a duck's back. Yes. You know, I want to add something because there was a chapter, uh, Recharge Your Batteries, and I was away in December, and I did something that scared the heck out of me. I hadn't done a year's horseback riding. My daughter asked, and I was like, uh, okay. And uh, it was amazing. It was gorgeous. It was two and a half hours, and the, and the scenery was breathtaking. And it really recharged me creatively. And I came home, and I wrote this beautiful piece about facing your fear and and, yeah. I, and I carry a notebook, and I think it's really important as a writer to constantly be, if, you, if you're kind of blocked, um, take a mental break, take a you know vacation, whatever it is, even if it's an hour. And um, well, you know, that's part of that's part of the resilience is pay attention to your workstation, make sure it's uh, it feels right, that you have the quiet. If you need quiet, you get rid of the clutter. You know, there's there are these basic things. Uh, make sure you get a good sleep, eat well, exercise. Those are, that's the trifecta right there of um, successful writing. But what you're talking about is something we call a resource, and I did a workshop this past weekend for writers, and we talked about a resource. And um, so what, what the resource does actually activates what we call the parasympathetic nervous system. In other words, what you just described is something that really revitalized you. Yes. You can hold on to that, and if you're tired or if you're uh, feeling discouraged, you can bring that up, and as you think about your that resource, that experience, it can be a memory or a person or it can be a pet, it actually uh, activates your parasympathetic nervous system, and that prepares you to write. That's where the creativity comes from. The parasympathetic is the breaks to the to the stress response. I, so this is basic neuroscience, and this is, I talk about this in the book on how you can have a resource and you bring it up and you think about it and you start to feel calmer, you start to feel uh, clearer on the inside, you start to feel more centered, and your creativity comes from that place. This is so interesting. You know, as I mentioned um, before I brought you on, I think I'm going to have you on. I'd love to have you back on again um, because there's so much here in this book that will be very valuable to the listeners. So we do have to wrap, but where can people find out more about you? Well, um, I guess the, the beginning point would be my website, which is brianrobinsonbooks.com, and that's B-R-Y-A-N, brianrobinsonbooks.com. Uh, if folks want to email me, they can email me at brian at brianrobinsonbooks.com. Perfect. 
Because my show is all about, you know, how do you get out of your phone creatively, Mm -hmm. personally, whatever it is. And this is so relevant, Brian. I would love to to come back again. Just let me know. I would love it. So thank you so much for calling in. I really enjoyed this, and I'll be in touch with you. Thank you, Janine. Thanks. Have a great day. Bye-bye. That was Brian Robinson talking about daily writing resilience. Lots of great stuff in here. 365 meditations and inspirations for writers. Uh, I love what Brian had to say about rejection. (laughs) Don't give up. You might get like 125 rejections, and the last one's a gem, and they love you. So, All right, Sheldon Abbott is standing by with Cure for the Blues, and that's a wrap for me. I want to just tell you the show blog again, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. And I am on Twitter at moms underscore rock. Again, I'm going to be um, bringing people on talking about how you're going to blaze it forward for Blaze Bernstein starting in February. And uh, let's see, all you have to do is send me an email to Janine, J-A-N-E-A-N-E at KUCI.org. I'll give you more info. You can share your story. You can call in on the live show. We'll do pre-recorded whatever works for you. Uh, That's a wrap for me. I'm Janine. You've been listening to Get the Funk Out. Thanks for tuning in.